Fred Hool eats lemons for lunch. Full Circle is brought to you by KH Industries, Connecticut's leading neighbourhood landscaper. Check them out on Facebook for a quote today. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favourite podcast for pop culture, sports, internet stories and more. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Fred. Full Circle. Damn it, every time that thing goes into a loop. What's up, Full Circle people? We're back at it with Full Circle episode, what are we on, Nick? Seven? Six? Seven continued. Yeah, seven continued, baby. We're back at it, guys. Um, we got a good show for you lined up this week. We got IG Matt with us. Matt, say hey to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This kid's got talent. This kid's going places, guys. If you've seen him CNN, you know it was coming. You knew it was coming. You heard it here first. Guys, we got a whole bunch of crazy stories lined up for you this week. I didn't even do my song of the week, guys, so I don't know Ooh. if y'all did yours, but we'd be slacking. We're going to have to do that throughout the show. Just put yourself on mute. Figure it out. Um, Guys, for we got the thing about cars. Mickey came on, so we got that interview a little bit later for you in the show today. Uh, but we got some wild topics, um, some pretty uh, talkative topics, for lack of a better term, that I want to get into with these guys. And we're going to get right into it. Nick, is there anything you want to jump into first before we go heavy into these ideas I brought to the table, good sir? Um, no, let's uh, let's hear your stuff, Fred. All right, I'm going to jump right into it. Guys, this is going to be a Google it segment for those who don't have TikTok because we all know I'm a child and I do have TikTok. Have you guys heard of this straight? I think it's Drop Place 999, um, better known as The Joker. Have you guys seen this at all? No, no. I don't have TikTok at all. all no, right, well, I don't First either. of all, Nick, you have enough personality and mice killing skills to have a TikTok, so get on that, okay? Um, but there's this guy, and this is a weird conversation I ended up having with Carol that kind of sparked this this week. Um, but... There's this guy on TikTok, guys, who literally dresses up like the Joker in like the more modern sense, almost like Dark Knight with the greasy green hair, and and oh, oh, what's the new one with Joaquin Phoenix that's like really troubling, but like really into like um, mental health. It's like a really tricky thing right now. And there's this guy in the center of like Times Square. Um, and he does all sorts of stuff around New York. He was recently at a New York Yankees game where he's in this like outfit, right? So his face is completely painted. He's got green hair. He doesn't wear a shirt. And then he has like white shorts and he pretty much sings like a, um, a juice world song and, and then just kind of goes crazy on video. Now I think it's really cool. I put the link on our outline. So you, uh, Nick, Matt, you guys can check it out while I'm kind of talking about this. Um, but it's a really neat interpretation of art. I think it's a really cool vibe. So I wanted to show it to my mom and kind of get her impression on it because the weird thing that this brings up to my attention is if you don't understand pop culture, if you're not on TikTok like you guys are, right? Or or Twitter or whatever it is, and you have these, you know, these influencers, they could be a bit intimidating or even scary in public if you don't know the medium, right? So I know this guy from TikTok. I know he's not going to hurt anybody, but um, the, the what kind of rose this for me is his recent video, like I said, at Yankee Stadium. He literally is like in the stands, like doing his thing that's not relevant to baseball. He does, he's completely covered in the face. So it's like, if you are with, let's say we had kids, right? Or you were with kids or younger people and you saw this and you had no idea what was going on, would it geek you out? You know what I mean? So I don't know if either one of you had a chance to watch the video yet. If you haven't, please check it out now, guys. Google it. Uh, again, it's Straight Drop Place 999 on TikTok. Um, he does like Joker videos in New York. But Nick, what do you think about this? Have you get a, Did you get a chance to see it? Yes. Yeah, so I just looked at the video and it's, he's really well done how he's like, did a face painting and the teeth. It's really good. If I saw that dude and I'm at the Yankees game, uh, he was wearing no shirt in that video. Depending on what he's wearing, I might be scared that he's about to shoot up the place because we're in America and shootings happen regularly. 
So yeah, I, I might be a little scared, especially if I'm with kids. Yeah, I'm going the other way. But it's a neat, it's an interesting conversation to have though, right? Like that's a neat medium, but can like, you know, I'm sure he didn't walk into the stadium like that. There's other videos on his page. If you look, he has himself without the face paint. Um, and he looks like more like a normal dude, obviously. But I just thought it was a really weird thing. Like, like it's an amazing expression of art, what he does, I think personally, but if you don't know the scenario, it's tricky. And it's like, it's just, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that we live in, an, in like an era that that's like an issue. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's just our country that like, you know, anyone random person. Well, it's like that guy who showed up to the, um, the Joker in Colorado. In Colorado. Wasn't yeah. he doing the same thing? Yeah. He was dressed as a Joker. So like, you know. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's a weird vibe. Do you think they deal with this overseas too though, Nick? Do you think that like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, do you think this is an American thing or do you think this is an international thing? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? I think people are, well, you know what? Anyone who's weird in public, you're going to be weirded out by them no matter what. Even if he was not even as a joker, just like as dressed as something else, maybe I don't think he's going to shoo everything up because it doesn't have the connection. You're still on edge almost. Well, no, I just like, uh, you see a weird person in public, you don't want to go near them. You don't want to touch them. You don't want them to do anything to you. Like, you you, know, you don't know what they can do. Like, right? No, you that's fair. want to avoid weird people. Well, I just think it's crazy because his ones in Times Square, people like who clearly probably don't know him or do know him are getting in his videos. You know, he's like spinning around with the camera, like doing, he's kind of dancing. But again, you wouldn't know that if you're not familiar with what he's doing. Um, but it would like, he's like turning and panning the camera and like certain people are like running up to him, like trying to get in the video. But I just, I was like, I don't know, because he's holding his phone, I guess it's okay. I don't know. It's just a weird, it was a really weird thought that crossed through my mind. Like, you know, I'm sure most people don't actually think of that when they're watching TikToks, but I was like, you know, if I'm in Yankee stadium and I'm watching a baseball game with my four-year-old and I'm not on TikTok and this guy comes running up the aisles doing what he did in that video, Nick, it would geek me out. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, like, I would feel unsafe. And it's just a wild thought to me that like, that's that can be created just from a guy doing TikToks. You know what I mean? So, Matt, did you get a chance to watch that? Yeah, I did. I did look at it. What were your thoughts on it? So, yeah, no, it was very creative uh, for what he does. But, uh, yeah, if I were to see him on the streets, I mean, I would admire from afar (laughs) if I didn't know who he was. But, like, you do see that kind of things uh, all the time now where people are dressed up on the streets. I mean, even internationally, I feel like it's pretty – normal in a way because like they have especially like i don't know i mean i know he's not japanese but like japan has like a lot of cosplay and anime but like and maybe that would be kind of normal just to see somebody dressed up on the streets but like nick said in america i could see how people especially like you know like a family was like walking on the streets had no idea if you're like a parent and you see like a guy dressed up like that you'd be a little uneasy and again you maybe want to admire from a far away or at least like look from afar but my natural inclination wouldn't be necessarily to think something's wrong but you like again like nick said you never know in the united states where you know people can do these kinds of things and it could be harmful or it could be totally not like this guy was just going out there just lip singing to juice world and you know having a good time but just with the face paint it's on the streets it's you never know because you're out in public, you don't know who people are. So, no, I appreciate that. That's why I, 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 I wanted cool. that input. I think the anime relevance or the um, comparison is a very unique take on that. So I appreciate that. That's very. That's probably. That's why I guess I, I. I was questioning. It's like you see that in New York, even cities versus suburbs. You know what I mean? Like, no offense, if you see that in like a, in Ellington, you're like, oh look at that crazy dude. But you see it in New York, it's like, is something gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like I, I don't know. It's just weird. This that that kind of mentality that's kind of like spreading across, like you know. Um, 
urbanized, you know, America right now, for lack of a better yeah, you bring up a good point. If it's in a city, it's because you know more artistic people, more artistic people tend to be in the city, right. influencers of that. So it's not as weird. But yeah, if I'm in the middle of Ellington, in the middle of Cary, North Carolina, or whatever, and I see a person doing that, I'm going the other way. Yeah, I just it was just interesting to me. Like it was just that weird because I showed my mom that, and I was like, you know, from my mom's perspective, she's probably thinking like that's pretty fucking weird. But I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like it's just it's a weird take, and it, that's what makes it the art part is like you can interpret it a million different ways. I'm sure some people find it creepy. I thought it was neat, but I just wanted you guys to take on that. So I appreciate you watching the video. Um, I'm gonna kind of jump into the next one too here, um, and then we'll get into polls and then the interview. Uh, but guys, I know I kind of brought this up previously, and I wanted to kind of jump in on this as well. What are your th- like even before I get into it and kind of where I want to go with this conversation? What are your guys' thoughts on streaming culture nowadays? I mean, we're all the same age. I re- know you guys remember Netflix from like when you rented, get you know the DVDs online. I remember you used to? I think it was. I don't remember if it was a mail-in thing. It's been a hot minute, but you used to. They would send the DVDs through the mail, and you'd watch a DVD, you'd return it. Now you have Netflix. You can binge watch their own series, their own custom movies, and all this and that. And the other thing. What are your thoughts on streaming services? And like it, what it's doing to culture nowadays. Matt, I'll let you open that one up. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, screaming culture, as as you said, it's it's huge. I mean, it's taking over the uh, the entire world with what how things are being done. Yeah. No more. No one really buys DVDs. Obviously, there's no VCR or cassette or kind of cassette things anymore. Uh, like you don't see those in the house. Those are like ancient. Uh, and you know, even like nowadays, cable. Cable's not really used. You don't have cable, right, Fred? Uh, I think we do in the pack, but I haven't watched cable. Like, I don't yeah. even watch the Olympics on cable because it's on social media now. You know what I mean? Yeah, not all I don't of it, but cable. it's accessible. And most of these streaming sites offer some kind of live sports streaming service. So, right. yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Right. But, like, yeah. But in terms of, like, movies and stuff, I mean, I think – I mean, I didn't really look at, like, the statistics with, like, movie theaters and stuff. But I would imagine, you know, they probably have gone down over the years. I mean, because anyone can, like, pirate and – uh, and like find movies uh, in different ways. Like movies start to come out on like HBO Max or Amazon Prime Video. Uh, like same day as theaters. I mean, you have to still pay, but like people, you know, feel like they can do it in their own home now rather than having to go pay for a movie. No, I agree, and I'm gonna come back to that point with something that um I'm trying to remember who I brought this up to. I think it might have been um my mom uh, I, and whoever it was. I apologize if I forget, but there's a unique take on that. So I'm gonna come back to that. Nick, what are your general thoughts with streaming services like Netflix and all that, and, and impact in today's culture? So here's one thing I find that here's what I think of when I think of streaming. That's just interesting. There's so much stuff out there, and there's so many different services that. There's not really like many shows where everyone watches this show. Like pretty much everyone watched Game of Thrones when The Walking Dead first came out. Everyone watched that. Everyone watched like 24. So now that there's so many different streaming services and then you can binge all the episodes right away, I feel like there's not as much of as like a discussion at like the water cooler at the office. Oh, you see that episode last night? I feel like that's kind of gone away and not everyone's always watching the same shows. And it's just interesting because I uh, nowadays I can't tell you the last time I watched a TV show. I mean, I barely watch movies now. It's, it's just insane. Matt, I'll let you go ahead. What's up? Well, I'm just going to ask a question. Do you think that that's good for the entertainment business that it is that way now? Or do you think that doesn't gauge enough conversation? I think people watching different things because you have you go, so many different shows and movies that you could possibly watch. I agree. Well, I, what do you, I what's think your it's take? really good for us 
because we get more we get more things right and as more, a consumer right yeah as a consumer we get more stuff and it's also good like more people are getting chances that back in the day they wouldn't get a chance so you so you're lesser known you can put something on like something like lesser known like amazon prime is not as big as the other one you can put a show on there and then people find it and like wow this is really good and you can get popular and you were a no name and now you're good and now you have more money to do bigger projects so i think it's good to it helps like people of like lower status to like put their foot in the door and um and give us really great content. I don't know. It's just like the golden age of content right now. Like we get everything. I don't disagree. And I'm going to spin this back to the the reason I put this on here, guys. And this is the conversation again, dude. This whole episode outside of the interview inspired, inspired by Carol. So you go, Carol. Okay. Um, but this is a unique take. And this is a fascinating thought process. It's just, I find it weird that like we live in an age where that's going to be a thing, but it's almost like I'm kind of keeping an eye on where it would go in the future. And I'm just fascinated by it. Like, like you said, like Matt, you kind of hinted on it, like movie theater sales, right? So how it's actually impacting, like going to the movies and stuff like that was what we did as teenagers. And I still think that like a weird, a weird part of that, like culture is never going to change, right? When you're that age, when you're under 18, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? So there's certain things you're limited on. You're going to go see a movie with your first girlfriend. You're going to go to a movie for a date. You're going to see, you know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like, to me, it was part of culture. Now, I don't think it'll change. It very well could, right? You can go over someone's house and watch Netflix now. You don't really need to do that. But I think the whole going out and getting away from your parents at a young, rebellious age, I think that's that's going to stay the norm, right? But what's crazy to me is when you look beyond that, okay, is you start looking older, like, like our age, even older, kids having, like people having kids. Why would you go to a movie theater and spend $10 a person and then $20 a person on snacks and drinks when you can stay home and watch, you know, like my example on this is uh, Mulan, right? So when Mulan was remade live action on Disney Plus, you could watch it. It was like a premiere access thing that Disney Plus does. You pay, I think it's like $30 on top of your subscription and you can like have the rights to watch Mulan. But it's like, why would you take you and your three little kids out to a movie theater where you got to keep them quiet and you got to have etiquette and it costs money for snacks when you can do it right in the convenience of your own home? I think it's just phasing that out. But like Nick said, too, it's bringing in a new era for unknown actors. It's bringing in a wider range of directors. Like you look at uh, Disney Plus again, um, The Mandalorian with John Favreau really taking advantage, revitalizing Star Wars. So it creates opportunities as well. But I just want your guys' thoughts on that, too. Nick, what do you got? So I agree with you. Like, why are you going to go to the movie theaters when you can just watch it at home? That's like, I, for side note, that's why I like for NFL games, you can watch all the NFL games at once at home instead of going in the field, instead of going there, right? But why you go to the movies, it's like an experience when you go to the movies. You know what I mean? You got that big theater. You got the insane surround sound. You got people around you going, ooh, ah. You know, you get the popcorn. It's kind of like um, driving movie theaters. Why am I going to go drive my car somewhere and sit in my car and watch a movie on this big thing outside where it could be cold or rain? You do it for the experience. Maybe. So I don't think they're going to be as popular, but they're still going to be around like driving movie theaters like an experience. Like that's why you go there. I think it'll phase out in that regard, too. I think because you look at like in, in, in LA, or, uh, Connecticut, Mansfield's got one drive in. I'm not too familiar with too many other options. I think it'll start going in that direction. They won't be as popular as they used to be. Um, Matt, what's your take on that? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that the uh, drive-ins and the movie theaters will always be there. They'll always get the appeal, like Nick said, for the experience. Uh, it's just I just think that these streaming things allows you to be, for lack of a better term, I guess lazy. In the sense that you just be, you, can, you don't have to go out. I mean, it depends on how, how you really feel. Uh, but like... 
if you have kids, it's easier just for you to sit down on the couch and, and just have like a family time thing rather than going out to the movies, like Fred said, with like the etiquette and spending all the money. I mean, yeah, you get a subscription, but you get all these access to all these movies and TV shows, you know, for kids, for adults, and same thing for like middle aged and you know, like people our age that you're able to just sit down and watch Netflix, watch Hulu and do all that kind of stuff in the, in the uh, space of your own home at uh, whatever you want to. So that's, no, what, that's what I think. Well, let me ask you this too, guys, and this is kind of a different direction too, and it might be a stretch, but this is another thing that was kind of in, implemented in this thought when I, when I wrote it down, what do you think it'll do for mainstream television? Do you think it'll get to the point where these, I mean, you're not talking like these are, you know, 20, a couple hundred thousand dollar companies. Netflix is a billionaire giant. Okay. So Hulu's getting to that point. I, I mean, I don't know about some of these others. Peacock came up out of nowhere and I know they're taking off because they offer more of a, like a sports based um, thing. But do you, do you see these companies like coming in and kind of not really getting away with cable, but maybe like TV companies, it's more like a massive monitor instead of a T like, instead of a TV where it's set up to be with like more with cable, you think they might make it more like a computer screen and you're, you know, in 20 years from now, you want get your news from Netflix, you get your children's shows from Netflix, you get your live sports from Netflix. Do you think that that's like a possibility? Do you think it goes in that direction or is that a stretch? Well, you know, Peacock is, is NBC, right? I didn't know that. I did not know that. I should have because of the name, but I should. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, so. they're, but, they're t- but that came out of nowhere and they're taking off. Paramount just released their own streaming services. So is it going to get to the point where they make each other obsolete? Or do you see that being like the new future? No, they're just going to move to streaming services. Like they'll probably might still have cable because some people will like that. But pretty much that's all you're going to do. You're going to move to uh, a streaming service. Yeah, I you think. can also. Oh, go ahead. No, that's it, that's it. I was like, also you can see, I, I mean, I don't really watch cable that much, but sometimes I do when I go to my mom's because it's, it's, you know, it's there. But like, I noticed that like NBC, like, you know, like the shows that used to be on like CBS, NBC, a lot of them are like crime shows, but like those things are fading. They're trying, some of them are like, they're making new ones, but like no one, the fan base of that is just kind of like, it's gone because it's all just the same stuff. It's just different actors trying to make new storylines but overall like the, these people i would rather watch like the crime shows that started years back like decades ago the new, the old og csi or uh, criminal minds or uh, the fbi shows all that kind of stuff and then like the ones now they're just like ah you know they're making these new ones yet no one the views are gonna stay low because people would rather watch the old ones that are on netflix and hulu waiting for it to come out on amazon and all that what do you think about that with them trying to like revitalize these shows on these big networks, CBS, NBC, Fox? I think they're clinging to what they can. I mean, that's an amazing point, but I think it'll be an interesting see. I want to know what cable is going to do to fight back <clears throat> because that is right now. That's not even a hypothetical. Like you said, I don't, I know quite a few people I can count on one hand that don't have a cable bill. They just pay for internet. They stream everything. So these cable shows, if they're not now, I think, it's a unique twist because like Paramount, right? You're bringing over Nickelodeon. You're bringing over these, sh- these shows, these, these television networks, and you're putting, putting them on that new platform, right? So it can work. It's just a new medium, I guess. Um, but that's an interesting phase out too. Like what will it actually do for the creativity side? I think like Nick said, you get more people watching different shows now. 
Um, but, but the reason they still catch Nick is it still has the same feel as TV, right? I watched this series. It's amazing. you got to go check it out. Now, we might not watch it. You're not waiting for it every Monday like you would on cable television, but you're still going to watch the series and be like, wait till you get to this episode. Wait till you get to that episode, and we're going to talk about it. I think it's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was a unique twist. I just really wanted to go over that with you guys. Like, you know, like Star Wars, they came out with all these new movies, the most recent Star Wars. And in my personal opinion, the Mandalorian topped all that. Everyone was talking about it. That's what got Disney plus kind of taking off in my opinion. And it's starting they They keep going, but it was just a very unique take. And I really want, I'm glad we're all on the same page, but it'll be very interesting to see how those platforms take over moving on. Um, guys, I want to get in the polls real quick before we play that interview with Mickey. So Matt, you got those polls from last week, bro. Yes, I do. What you got, my boy? Let's roll into it. All right. Yeah, so we had uh, five polls. Uh, the first one was, would you want an IG Matt-driven episode? Uh, it was, there was 19 votes, 14 yes, and five no. I'm pretty sure I was so. all five no's. Uh, guys, <laughs> Matt's got mad? a massive ego, and we got we to gotta lower that down. We got <laughs> yeah. to shrink no, that head. Yeah, a little bit, you know. <laughs> no. no. Let's not lie. You Let's see what the, the last episode comes blazing. You're like, Fred talks too much. Let's do, let's get him out. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. But yeah, no. Possibility, we'll, but we're not right we're not going to say it's necessarily going to happen for you five people. For the other fourteen, well, I'll leave it up to Nick and Fred. Guys, he'll be back, guys. All right. If once he stops taking vacations and I start taking vacations, Matt will be more <laughs> prominent on the show. Um, but no, I, it was a, it was a good one, and uh, it went the right way. Let's put it that way. So let's get it. If you had enough. Money. Well, uh, you said "fuck you, money." In the it's a turn. In the first episode, would you go to space? (laughs) With thirty votes, thirteen yes, seventeen no. Seventeen no. That's what I like to see. Guys, yeah, get a car, get a house, anything other than wasting it in space. Got a bunch of uh, got a bunch of fun sponges out there. Fun sponges. You know I'm going to space. Yo, we I don't know if we can uh if we can copyright fuck you money, but if I can start a shirt line, guys, the amount of genius ideas that I would have for a t-shirt line, um, I'm not gonna get into this, but one of my favorite ones is a light wienering. Um, we're not gonna get into that, but that would be a great shirt as well. So yeah, fuck I got a bunch money of shirts already thing. Yeah, is it really? Who made yeah, it? Yeah, there's we many know? of them. There's, there's oh, damn, fuck you money. Yeah, fuck that's what it is. It's, it's a thing, dude. It's it's so much money that you can tell people to f off and do what you want. So fuck you money. Um, Matt, what's the next poll, bro? So the next one is, did you have money shot in gym at your elementary school? There were 23 votes, 8 yes, and 15 no. Wow. So not many people did. I feel I bad we for had that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I remember I remember the other one was knockout. Like Nick was describing money shot. We had knockout too. I think knockout would add more answers. But money shot, I remember that. Playing from, it was the, the foul line. It was like Nick said, the elbows. Elbow. And you had the two, that, it was like, you know, ripping shots on either side and yeah, I mean, I know you're talking about. So I'm surprised by that because most of our listeners are in the Ellington area. So I thought we'd have more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? So did you find the job conversation interesting? So we had 13 votes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it went to the next one. We had 11 votes. Um, nine for yeah, I enjoyed it, and two for no, it was boring. So not a lot of votes. Mm. That made me feel better about that, though, honestly, what? because I People felt like enjoy I. It. Ran on a little tangent there, so I'm glad you guys actually enjoyed. You know that what, though, I appreciate those two people being honest. You know, be honest, guys. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think a lot of them are lying. I think that was a lot of conversation. Like, I, I think we talked about it for too long. I think that's the boring part. But there was definitely segments in there and pieces that people could resonate with. I, I'm tell- I, I still stand by that. If you want to know, have a, a great conversation, get to know your family more than you ever thought, ask your aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, what, what, like, what their career path is, what they ended up doing, why they did it. You'll, you'll learn a lot about people. So I, I still stand by that. Yeah. yeah and what was, that, what was that last one for us, Matt? And the last one is... Uh, is the He-Man song God Tier? We had thirteen votes. Ten for yes, it's a banger. Three for yeah. no, the song is trash. The Let's same go. three people who are staying on is staying honest. <laughs> Let's go. That's a bang. It is a banger. If you play it at a party, That's I'm gonna get people my shirt's coming off. But it was, or if they did, then they just they're like they just, they just didn't, didn't have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just no, didn't want to song. get involved in that. In Next that time we all get together, we got to play. Maybe on that golf tournament, we'll play it because my shirt will come off, dude. That's a vibe. I'm about that. No one wants your shirt to come off. No you one wants do. your shirt to come off. <laughs> you do. You like that. You, I know you do. But yeah, no, that was that was a good set of polls. Um, do we, guys? I, I mean, we might come up with a couple after this interview here. But do you have any? Do I have any you want to throw out for next week or this week? You have any polls, guys? Do you think Netflix and Hulu are going to take over the world? We'll do that one. Do you think do you think uh, Hulu uh, Hulu and Netflix are on path for taking over the world? And well, I'm trying to think of another one off of that beat. Oh oh, and um, yo, you know what? Let's really open this can of worms. Who had? Do you have a TikTok? I want to know how many of you people have TikToks. Is it just Nick? Where it's like, everyone's yeah. like f TikTok, or is it like me? TikTok. Where it's like yeah, yeah you know what? Fuck it, I'll watch this shit. One of the three. One of the three has TikTok. So there's two right one there. One of the three full circle. My mom oh, has yeah. it. No, it's all good. Well, uh, my, oh my god, your mom has it. Yeah, she actually that's put one up. That's oh, amazing. My I'll find it. I'll find it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, no, um, we got guys, we got an interview with you, with you guys lined up with uh, the Thing About Cars podcast. We had Mickey come on with us. It was actually an amazing interview. Went com- very, very well. I'm very excited for you guys to hear this. Um, it is a little bit car driven, but not too car driven that you won't enjoy it if you don't like cars, if that makes sense. So uh, we're going to play that for you guys now. Enjoy it, and we'll come right back to you after this. All right, guys, welcome back to Full Circle. We got Mickey Decide with us from the Thing About Cars podcast. Mickey, how you doing? I am doing all right. How are you guys doing? We are doing all right. Well, I'm doing all right. I don't mind Nick here. Nick, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we're glad we could get you on here, Mickey. I know uh, Nick reached out to you, and I actually kind of wanted to bring this up as kind of our first entry point. Um, I know Nick's pretty avid with Reddit, and I'll kind of let him get more onto this. But you guys actually connected through Reddit, like a subreddit group for like podcasting. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, do you use that a lot for like when you're doing your podcast, do you use that a lot for guests and like uh, material or is it not really that kind of avenue? What, what do you use it for? Me personally, I, I put it up there because that I just realized that that avenue didn't really exist. And I'd seen a couple of, you know, third party private websites that were trying to form an actual um, business, you know, you know, charging pokes for memberships in order to create a forum for guest exchange. And I'm like, you know, that's one thing that Reddit doesn't have. There's two or three really good podcasts. I'm sorry, really good subs related to podcasting in general, but no real place where a person can hang a shingle and say, Hey, I'm into X, Y, and Z. And if you're into X, Y, and Z, let's talk. Right. And so that's why, in fact, I set up that, that subreddit, uh, our podcasting guest exchange. And, uh, and it's hopefully been useful to folks, um, and, you know, and, and, and I, you know, again, to, to properly answer your question, I have two podcasts of my own and I have in fact found a good number of guests for one of them. So, uh, so hopefully other people are having the same kind of success. 
Oh yeah, what? I mean, it, se- it seemed heavily trafficked, right, Nick? Yeah. Wow. Wait, you're the one who created that uh, subreddit? Yeah, some time ago. I can't remember. Again, I'm losing track of time. But uh, but yeah, I was the guy. I just I threw it together, and in fact, I contacted. Um, our podcasting and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to do this. Can we do this in partnership? Uh, just to, you know, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I didn't want to create an undue sense of competition and podcasting is like, yes, cause we've been struggling with that issue. How do we get a forum to, you know, to get people to, to collaborate that way. And I just pulled the trigger and set it up and like a week later just decorated it. And that was it. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. That's how we got our first guest. Actually. Uh, we went through uh, the subreddit. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really neat avenue. I'm starting to get into it myself. For those who don't use it avidly, I mean, I think Reddit as a whole is a little trickier, but once you get the niche down, it's a fascinating tool. Yeah. So I, I did not know that you actually came up with that, so I appreciate that. It's been very helpful for us here at Full Circle, so um, thank you there. Uh, I do want to jump in. I know you said you had two shows. The first one that I knew about was the thing about cars. That's kind of why we brought you in today. Um, yep. What was the second show that you have going on? Yeah, I'm sure we'll have lots to say about the thing about cars, but uh, uh, the second one I do, in fact, I had three, it's now down to two, uh, but it was called the Nonprofit Snapcast. It is called the Nonprofit Snapcast. I run a, a nonprofit consultancy called the Nonprofit Snapshot, and I help nonprofits with everything from strategic plans to fundraising plans to you know, marketing studies, uh, fundraising feasibility studies, and a, a few technological issues as well. And I'm deploying, I'm about to deploy an app called the Nonprofit Snapshot to consultants across the country. Actually started this whole idea back in 2008, which is where my, all my podcasting interests were born. Okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, since 2008, I pulled that idea on and off the shelf a number of times. But in 2000, let's see, we're in 2021. So it must have been around 2018. I finally decided to just to, you know, step on the gas with regard to making that app work. And, you know, thought that a podcast would be a great way to facilitate the marketing and the networking around all of that work. And it has just taken on a life of its own. The nonprofit Snapcast podcast is all about nonprofit management. My my audience is other nonprofit leaders, you know, maybe board members, volunteers, that those kinds of folks. And it, it's weird. It's a very small niche, but it's it's getting to where like I have enough content in the can right now that if I magically finished all my editing today and if I pushed one episode a week as a result, I would have enough episodes to get me into February of next year. Oh, that's fascinating. And people are still ringing, you know, ringing me up to say, Hey, can I be your next guest? And I'm like, who am I to say no? Right. So, um, so there's just a ton of attention and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but that's, that's the other podcast that I do. And I could, I could probably, you know, do that full time if I could figure out how to monetize it. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that is a lot trickier than most people would assume. So I'm not, I won't even attach right. attack that aspect of it, but what made you get into the nonprofit side of things? What, did you go to college for something like that? Is that just something that resonated with you personal experience wise? What kind of put you in that direction? Excellent question. And uh, no, I didn't go to school for it. At the time, there were no nonprofit management programs and oh, wow. uh, public, you know, uh, public management or, or public policy kinds of programs out there. Of course, there's some really good schools that, that teach that now and those programs rock. But, uh, you know, I, I got out of school and I and I was trying to find my path and I and I knew I didn't want to be a corporate technical writer for the rest of my life. And and, you know, when you when you do it for when you do corporate technical writing for a small shop, you can develop a relationship with your client and walk with them hand in glove and to finish, you know, deliver your finished product. When you do it for IBM, you know, they tell you to sit down at a desk and 
uh, and and to write until you're finished and then you're done. You don't get the client contact. You don't get to develop the relationship. It's a little bit more focused, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And I'm way too extroverted for that. It was driving me crazy when I did it for IBM and all my friends, all my life have been saying to me, Mickey, you should be in sales. You've got the personality for sales. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's fine. But I don't want to look after a corporate bottom line. You know, I don't want to have to look after a product line or anything like that. But, but what I realized is that nonprofit fundraising and development is sales. You're selling a cause and a mission and not just a product. And so that very much appealed to my more altruistic side, the desire to, you know, help other organizations um, make the world a better place and, and figure out the right strategies for making the world a better place. So I really rapidly got entrenched in the nonprofit sector around 2000, 2003 and, uh, and never looked back. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I didn't know that side of things, so I really appreciate you sharing that with us. You said that was a nonprofit Snapcast, is the name yeah. of the, yeah. the show. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I'd be fascinated to see what you got on there and what you guys are kind of able to, to kind of, you know, to toss off each other, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but that sounds like a fascinating podcast. I definitely Jump. have to look at it. <laughs> Don't judge me too harshly. You might find it kind of dry. But <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, ours when we started ours, I mean, Nick can attest this. We, we, it, it was a, it was a learning curve. Oh, so yeah. we, we hopped into our first episode. We don't even tell people to listen to it. We tell them jump straight into season two. Do yourself yeah. a favor. Yeah, yeah. So I completely relate. Um, I am going to turn it back into the thing about cars, just because that is my focus. Now, for me, it does hit home for me. I know. I, again, I don't know how much you and Nick exchange on that subreddit, but um, I'm, I'm big into cars. I mean, I'm not a mechanical expert by any means. I don't. I wouldn't even say I'm a novice with mechanics. I'm terrible with them. But I just love the art side of cars and the design and, and like you said, the drivability of certain vehicles and had a pretty decent exposure over my lifetime. So I did want to talk about that. Um, what inspired you to do that side of that podcast? Did you ever have a car that like really kind of took off for you? What, what kind of drove that? I know you talked a little bit about East Coast culture before the interview. Um, but what was the uh, vibe and what got you going on that podcast? You know, I'm not really sure where my interest in cars comes from. It's just sort of always been that way. Um, I, you know, even, even before I was learning how to drive, I just enjoyed fixing them. I'm not a mechanic. I mean, I, I get, I, you know, my co-conspirators for the thing about cars, those guys get their hands dirtier much more efficiently than I do. Um, I know how to go in and break something and if I'm lucky, I can fix it. But, uh, <laughs> I like that energy. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, but those guys, like my friend, Ben, he, he's refurbing a Lotus. Like the, the only thing he didn't do was take the, fr- the body off the frame, but, uh, but he did an otherwise full restoration on this Lotus Salon plus two. And it's just a beautiful old school 1970 era machine. Um, I just like driving. I like the whole, you know, ability of there's something archetypal about cars for me, you know, the, the desire to just get in, get up and, you know, put your foot down and go, you know, the romance of the open road or, or, or the, the adrenaline of good, fast, hard driving. I, I don't know how to explain it, but those are, those are the places where the energy for my car, for my energy for cars comes from. And, uh, and so my friend Ben and I, years ago, we were walking around a scrapyard. We, we, we knew this guy who was liquidating everything on his scrapyard. And we thought we could get some kind of rust bucket that we might be able to re- refurbish. And we started talking that day. We, we didn't find anything we could fix, nothing worth fixing. But we, we kept on talking. Like we got there at 10 o'clock in the morning and we didn't find anything on the lot. We went to lunch. We kept on talking. And I finally looked at my watch and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and we're still talking. Right. We're still just talking to each other about cars, just BSing about cars. And um, <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, we should record these conversations into a podcast. <laughs> and Ben said, I already have the title. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, the thing about cars. So that's where the whole thing came from. It took us a while to put it together. One of our first uh, areas of focus was to make sure we had women at the table with us. Um, there are 
I think no other podcasts I've seen so far in the automotive space that regularly have women as, as, you know, anchors, right. As regular okay. co-conspirators. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so that was important to us that, to include that, that facet, that element of, in, in the way we approach our content. And we've been really lucky in that we've got a number of women who, uh, we, you know, count among our friends in the, in the work that we do with the thing about cars. So, you know, the, the show has changed shape over time. It used to just be 40 minutes of, of us throwing our topics up on a whiteboard and BSing around a microphone for 40 minutes at a time. And now we're trying to segment the show. So, you know, there's usually a guest segment. There's usually a trivia segment. Yep, um, yep. And, uh, and then one of us will take a personal segment. Like I have a segment called Grinding My Gears. And so I'll have a little bit of a rant. You know, this is what grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think the last one was that, that people who use their high beams in the rain, that really just torques me off. Right. <laughs> oh and uh, yeah. And so that was the last one I did, but then uh, we, one of our, our, our ladies named Dawn, she has a segment called Dawn drives the decades. And so she has a historical perspective on cars that she does about once a month. Um, things like that. There's, there's just a, we try to mix it up on a, on a monthly schedule. So it, it just depends on which episode you catch in terms of what, segments you're actually going to hear and uh and we're having fun with it um i think our overall goal is to to turn it into a tv show which is why we chose to segment the thing um we are in the process now of trying to meet folks in the industry to investigate the possibilities of actually getting out in the field and shooting some video around our interests and there's any number of ways we can peel that banana, right? There's any, any number of Absolutely. ways we can get that thing done. So we're just playing the networking game. And even if nothing works out with it, we're just having fun. We all like cars. We like to go to the races. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the MIDI. The MIDI is a, a, a road race that they do here on, on, I think it's on Road Atlanta's track. And uh, it's just good stuff. You know, people who like to just tinker and, and get into some, in some cases, bona fide race cars. At the MIDI, there's even a class of rating for rating, a, a class rating for retired NASCAR vehicles. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, older stuff, not the, none of the current mm -hmm. stuff, but, but those stock cars are there. And uh, mm -hmm. it's just amazing the stuff you get to see. There's so mm -hmm. much car culture around here, at least around Atlanta and around Georgia. And I know you see it where you are, North Carolina slash Virginia. Um, Nick, you said you were farther north than Massachusetts, right? I'm up in Connecticut. Also, oh. Fred, I think your fan's making a horrible noise right now. Can you, can you mute yourself? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, uh, you know, you, you're up in Connecticut, and I, and I know that's old car country in its own way. Uh, and, you know, all the shows we have ever seen on television are all West Coast focused. And I, I think that's great. You know, there's great eye candy to catch in those shows. But for goodness sake, there's so much stuff here on the Eastern Coast, so much Southeastern car culture that why don't we why don't we why don't we have fun with that on screen is, is my hope. So that's probably way more than you wanted to know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's never. Fred, you, got, Fred, you got a lot of background noise. I don't know how that's now. possible. I don't hear it now. Okay, maybe it's just a cr All right, anyway. <laughs> this is how professional we are, Mickey. This is what we do over oh, here. This, so. this is the way it, it goes. Like that. I, I'm too lazy to edit it out, so congratulations, everybody, for listening to this. But <laughs> it'd be what it'd be. So here, here, here's, here's the, it's funny that you bring that up, though. Um, did you? Now, I know you said you're near Atlanta. You're in Georgia. Did you grow up down there? I did. I, I My family has been in the area since I was five. Okay. Okay. I think that's like a niche part and it might be, I mean, I don't like to consider myself a uh, consultant, but it would be an interesting topic to have on that podcast of like the, the upbringing into influence of cars, because I, I've told Nick this, anybody who knows me back in Connecticut, my grandfather raced on a, a little um, oval racetrack a mile from where we grew up called Stafford Speedway. 
Uh-huh. Yep. And they started the SK Modifieds up there. It's become like the wheel in tour now. It's kind of based um, off. I mean, I think, I don't know which one was around first, but it just, it kind of broke me into NASCAR. My grandfather was into it. My cousin races up there now. And that kind of got us into NASCAR, which got us into like, you know, the cars that we drive, which, you know, he was always, you know, Dale Jarrett and old school. So like the Ford, you know, he was a Ford man, you know, Ford trucks, Ford stuff. That's kind of, I think where my mom got it, where I got it. And it's kind of influential, but I think it's fascinating that like upbringing also has a because a thing with it I, the video games gave me the street experience you know what i mean all the underground games yeah, and the yep. need for speeds and the forzas they kind of taught you about the street cars and then you kind of develop that and work with that later on in life um i mean even like gone in 67 uh 60 seconds movie culture things like that are a fascinating aspect of it too yes um, that was but, another thing that ground our gears one time is the idea that there are all these cool car movies, but they keep destroying the damn cars. And I wish they'd stop doing oh that. Oh my goodness. The, the number of the, the, what was the one, the general lease, the amount of general lease they've destroyed to, oh. to over filming is like an absurd amount of number. And it's a gorgeous car. Like what are you such doing? A, such a crime. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. Um, now I'm going to, I was going to ask a few questions in regards to my car. Cause I, I, of, uh, the whole spiel, but I want to let the, uh, our listeners know guys, Nick, when I say Nick and Mickey met on Reddit, Nick was trying to pull off a prank. Yeah. Get away with it. So I'm going to let Nick get into this one and then open up with some questions, but go ahead and explain yourself. You boob, go, go for it. Yeah. Mickey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Yeah. Nick, when did he figure this out? I, I, so apparently he figured it out a week ago. I called him earlier to, to like get, you know, do a little like pre-show stuff. He kept asking me about my car, which was low-key sus, okay? <laughs> he, never, he never asked me about my car. He followed my car page on Instagram. I'm like, all right, something's up. Something's oh, that's up. brilliant. Because I had all these these witty lines because I'm like, yeah, at least I don't drive a 2015 Ford GT. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, I, and then at one point I got, you know, I finally got the, the Instagram and, and I'm like, man, I bet that underbody glow gets him laid all over town and, and, <laughs> yeah, I, and so but now i can't use these lines anymore and it's no. just yeah no they're still, it, they're still funny standalone too maybe <laughs> don't get me, don't get me that is awesome but it is a beautiful so car it is really yeah. a beautiful car yeah i greatly appreciate that i really do i mean like i said the influence comes from my mother so i blame her every day of the week but uh -huh. i was just i was dying because i saw nick post on there like hi i'm nick i'm trying to poke uh you know i'm trying to um, prank my my uh, host there, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing!" And I was trying to think of something I could do, like, "Oh, I just traded it in for something like a crappy car," you know? Like, no, we yeah. can't talk about it. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't know. Um, I know that in that in the post in your response, you actually said you were interested, which kind of fired this thing up. But you also mentioned that I don't know if I read it wrong. I only got a quick glance, so I apologize. Did you work for Ford? Or did you just? I know you had like a little, not really a disdain or di like oh, kind of like this. Like, um, I don't think he commented on. I think that was another random person. Oh, was that somebody on. else? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe I had it mixed up. But are you a fan of Ford yourself, or I'm going to kind of tweak that into a me? I, I, yeah. I, 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 the the answer is I'm going to give you this answer, and I'm going to immediately qualify it. Am okay. I am I a fan of Ford? No. Do I hate Ford? No. Fair and, enough. And okay. uh, I mean, they they do some really remarkable things, and I think they do some really stupid things. You know, like like who was the marketing team that named the Probe? I don't know, but they're probably the same people that named that electric vehicle the Mustang. Yeah. And uh, and that that just bothers the hell out of me. It's like you're you're weakening the brand. I love the idea that they're doing an EV, but I think that calling that thing a Mustang was absolutely the wrong marketing decision to make. Um, and having said that, there are a number of Fords out there that I would love to have in my garage. So so <laughs> I just I just don't call my Myself a fan because I just don't buy into brand loyalty in general. You know, I want the I want the car to prove itself 
And, you know, like, like I, the, the, the extreme version of this is people who will get a Ford tattoo or a Honda tattoo. Exactly. And I've seen they them will. and I'm like, I'm like, why are you becoming a billboard for this company? And uh, uh, anyway. So <laughs> no, I think that that's an amazing take. I'm going to tweet. I'm just going to tweet that a little bit too, that you had that uh, episode out. It's, I, I don't know how far back this was, but it was actually called class of 2021. Yeah. Um, you did it with the, the whole, the whole round table. And you guys talked about the Maki Mustang, which I thought that was a fascinating pitch. I never had anybody talk about it that way before. And I was generally fascinated because I think that is absolutely correct. It is a great crossover for those who don't know what the Maki is, but to call it a Mustang, I think is unfair as well. I think that was a great point. And you guys kind of talked about the cyber truck as well. So if you guys are interested, in more on that conversation um check out for the again the thing about cars class of 2021 episode uh they kind of tackled on that a little bit but yeah i thought that was an amazing take and and do you feel that way about any other cars in particular too or is that really the one that stuck out for you oh that's the one that stands out in my mind at the moment um in terms of marketing mistakes I, you know similarly it just happens to be ford but going back to the probe i thought the probe was a car that was in many ways was way ahead of its time but the name alone just gave people pause. And, and I, you know, I, I hate what it might've done to the, to the vehicle itself, because I thought the design of the vehicle was, was kind of revolutionary back at the time. And I know I'm dating myself at this point. It's like, I, I I was a a young driver when that thing came out, but, uh, um, but yeah, so no, no other companies that I can think of at the moment have, have made marketing mistakes like that. I'm, I'm sure if I searched hard enough, I could point to Honda. I used to be, I used to be something of a Honda fan until I started to drive other vehicles. Um, and I say that only because I grew up on Hondas cause that's what my family bought. And as soon as I started buying my own vehicles and got into different things, just out of, you know, sheer affordability, I, I was really pleased to find out that, that Hondas weren't the end all be all that I thought they were. And, uh, and I still like Hondas, don't get me wrong, but but I, I, you know, I've driven other cars that were simply more fun to drive. So, you know, Absolutely. it's all subjective. What's Absolutely. your favorite car, car you've ever driven? Like the most fun? The most fun I've ever had in a car was a, a 1988 Honda Prelude, um, the poor man's Porsche. That thing with its rocking four-cylinder engine was extremely quick. And I just had a lot of fun in that car. Um, it, it was probably, you know, the first true sports car I had ever owned. And, and, and it just, I don't know what it was, but it handled well that I, it, that car spoke to me and, and we just had a great time together. Those things I've always thought were like go-karts. I mean, low center gravity, wide wheel base, that thing, that thing will grip, that thing will move <laughs> and yeah. it's light too. So and it's I can, light. I can get that pick for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I, go ahead. Nick, I'm I just looked up the Honda prelude. It's funny that you said it's a poor man's Porsche. I actually own a 1983 Porsche 944, and that that kind of does look a lot like it. Yeah, very, very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> so, how do you like the Porsche? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I actually really like the um, no power steering. It makes it really nice when you do turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a little bit of a workout, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you know power steering is a luxury, right? People forget that that we never had that in the. Uh, and people are like, oh, I can't do it without power steering because they think if your power steering goes out, the car is now way too difficult to steer. I'm like, no, if you take the power steering out altogether, it's not that bad. So, but anyway, yeah, more control of the car. Yeah, just, you know, when you go around those turns and you got a little speed, I don't know. I just, it's a lot better than, you know, the, the power steering. Yeah. 
No, that's a unique. I've never been fortunate enough to drive that, so I'm going to force him to let me drive that next time I'm up. Uh, which if, I think will be next week, Nick. So maybe we can take uh, that thing. Uh, broke, broke down. <laughs> yeah, it's broke down. down. It's in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah. is awesome. Um, we'll definitely. I mean, for sake of time, Mickey, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to. I'm going to have Nick kind of jump in if he has any final questions, and then we'll kind of jump into that real or fake, which we do with all of our interview yeah. guests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, I really appreciate that conversation. Uh, if you guys are ever looking for somebody to kind of ping stuff off of, I'd be, I would love to come on the show because. I'm never going to have enough time here to talk my thoughts out about cars. So again, oh, yeah, guys, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're reading my mind. I'm thinking when we, when we, when we cut out, I'll, I'll send you guys an email and let's make sure we can get you on our show as well. Uh, I think it will be a blast. I, I think yeah. Nick knows more than he lets on too. Don't let him fool you. But again, <laughs> uh, guys, the thing about cars, I really appreciate it. That's the podcast. So check it out, but we're going to hop into real or fake. Nick, do you have any final questions before we jump into it? Yes, I have one question. It's not car related and it happened to me the other day. So this is the only reason why I'm asking this. I'm asking both of you guys this. So I was driving to go play basketball the other night and there's a turtle crossing the road. Now, do you guys, are you guys the type of people who get out of your car to help the turtle cross the road? Mickey, I'll let you take that one first. Cause I, I am, I am absolutely the guy who gets out and rescues the turtle. Absolutely. I will, I will piggyback on that and say I do, but I also, I think it depends on the situation. If they're inches from the side of the road, by the time I get out, like park the car, get out and get them, they're going to be fine. So I kind of make a judgment call there, but anywhere in the middle or a wheel path, I'm absolutely doing it. And my mom, my mom, if Carol was on the cast today, she'd tell you, she does it every time. I've seen her do it a million times when I was a kid. So yep. yes, absolutely. Stop, stop for the turtles, people. Don't yeah. be a dumb, dumb. And if there's traffic and there's geese crossing, put your four ways on, stop the car. Set a trend. Jeez Louise. Thank you. Jeez exactly. Louise. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Nick, you want to, you want to get into it? I know it's your segment. Are you ready? Oh, real perfect. You guys ready? I don't, I think I got some good ones, guys. Right. I've been trash Magoo as of late. So let's get into <laughs> it. Let's see what happens. Mickey, I hope you're ready. These are all off the wall. Nick, let's get it real. Or, wait, do I do a dramatic piano? Yeah, let's get it. Let's see if it works. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. It's real or fake with Nick. <laughs> all right. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have five, real or fake. Whoever gets the most right is the winner. Here's the first one. Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a cameo in the Game of Thrones as a King's Landing guard. I watched Game of Thrones, and I don't recall seeing that, but they find a way to make up these people really good. I'm going to say – what what season was this? Does it say? It does not say. <sighs> What's possible is late season. I'm going to say no. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say false. Hmm. I'm also going to say false. Did not happen. Yeah, it did not happen. It yeah. You almost had me. You almost had me. Nope. <laughs> they, people, they had a lot of guest yeah. appearances later on, right? Yeah. Two people who did was Ed Sheeran and uh, the Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard were two of the Ooh. people. That, there were others as well, but those are just the two, two notable ones that I saw. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Well played. Well played. All right. Tie game so far. Well done, Mick. Yeah. All right. Number two. Some ducks have been known to eat mice. I'm going to say true. That has happened. I'm going to say false. I've never heard of that. So here's what happened, guys. When I came up with this, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this fake fact that ducks eat mice. It's true. Oh, oh. my goodness gracious. <laughs> I, dude, I, 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 like, I, like to make, I like to Google these and make sure I'm not doing a fake fact that's real. And this was one of those. It was yeah. real. Yeah. Mickey, I got I know you wouldn't really know this, but in some of our previous segments, Nick has been like wrangling mice at work. So I thought he just pulled that out of his butt because he hasn't stopped talking about that for weeks. 
So <laughs> I really thought he was making that up. Well, the, the only reason I thought this was true is there's that viral video out there where a cat is chasing a mouse or sort of stalking a mouse, and this chicken just busts out of nowhere and eats it. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, and it, just the mice disappear. The mouse disappears in the chicken's mouth, and I'm like, okay, if a chicken is going to eat a mouse, then sure, a duck can eat a mouse. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Guys. I've never heard that. We got to find segment. that video. Google it. Google <laughs> it. Google that segment, guys. Find the chicken yeah. eating the mouse. Do yeah. it. Do it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Nick, what do you got for the third one? I got to play catch up now. All right. Number three, Sandra Bullock has part ownership in Ferrari. Ooh! Oh my goodness! I don't know. That seems a little far fetched, but they have money. Damn! I'm gonna say false. I've never seen her in a Ferrari near a Ferrari. Well, here's the hard part, right? Because Ferrari is still owned by Fiat Chrysler, I think. Uh, so, if Sandra Bullock owns Fiat Chrysler stock, then the answer is by fault default true. Um. That's an interesting way of looking at it, but Nick doesn't dive that deep. So in that, <laughs> in that case, I'm going to say she does not have ownership in Ferrari. Right, so you're going false on that too, Mick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn, Mick is good at this. That's false. He got yeah. three. He's on it. He went with the full adult though evaluation, and I got to give him credit for that. Let's let's give him the ballpark. I've been all about these sounds day. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good to you. Like, that is a fact. I didn't. I didn't know it was Chrysler because I know a lot of people don't realize the Volkswagen umbrella is yeah. massive. Like Bugatti, everything. Uh, um, I mean, oh, it's uh, uh, Volkswagen yeah. massive. So I didn't yeah. know that about Chrysler, but I knew about Fiat. So, yep. All right, what do we got for the next one, Nick? Guy Fieri has said the best single food item he has ever eaten is a McDonald's French fry. What? Now he's on a tear with these falses. I'm gonna say true this time. Had <laughs> nothing to do with the with the fact. I'm gonna go true. That's a heck of, I can, the, the funny thing is, is I can imagine him saying this, right? That sounds like Guy Fury. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're going true. And just for variety's sake, I'm going to say false. All right. Yeah, it's false. Oh, <laughs> it takes a commanding oh, lead. He wins. Man. He wins it. <laughs> oh man. Is that it? I think yeah, you lose. I was no more, yeah, but yeah, no you way. lost. Yeah, I lost. That's about right. I've been on, dude. I'm. We got to get rid of this segment. I'm. I'm playing like garbage out here. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Nick. What's the last one? Let's wrap oh, it up. Oh, would you guys like to know what his actual favorite food? Kind of. Yeah, eaten? actually, yeah. Is it Dairy Queen? Because it should be. It's called uh, <laughs> Mo Fongo at Benny Seafood in Miami. Mo Fongo. Yeah, Mo Fongo is a Puerto Rican specialty made of plantains, chicharrones. Chicken stock and a big bit of fried pork. Ooh, sounds tasty. Dang, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> good taste, Guy Fury. Way better than damn yeah. French fry. <laughs> All right. Oh my god! All right, what's the last one you put effort into? What do you got? The last one. Town planning used to be an Olympic sport. That sounds way too outrageous not to be accurate. Everything's an Olympic sport nowadays. They got badminton in there. They got skateboarding now. I'm going to go true. That's <laughs> ridiculous, but I'm going true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go false on that one just again because I can't imagine. I mean, how do you do that? You get a bunch of people sitting around a table saying, yeah, we're going to put the empathy. Like a time limit, maybe? Like in yeah. 30 minutes, what's the yeah. best? You got 30 seconds to make a nice make a community go. To a cat drawing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to develop the entire village, and everyone has to say they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm not sure how they did it, but it's true. No kidding. What? <laughs> they used to have an uh, art competitions at the Summer Olympics, apparently. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. But <laughs> Nikki takes the win, guys. One wrong. I oh. had two wrong. Well done. I don't. I used to have a clapping one, like a crowd yeah. sound effect, but then it like corrupted and it almost like put me and Nick deaf. Oh so man, we don't use that one anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the golf but, clap. Well, use. I got the drums. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'll take it. That's go. good. <laughs> All right, but no, congrats on the win, Mick. It Thank is you. something we do with every one of our guests. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I just for the sake of time, I'm gonna kind of moving to wrapping it up. And I just want to say thanks for coming on. We do have one more question. We ask all of our guests before we let you go. Sure. Um, Nick, hit him with it. You know, the drill, uh, right b- before we go, uh, just tell everyone about your podcast again, real quick. Uh, oh, yeah, one, one more time. Give yeah, one, one more time. Review. Yeah, sure. Uh, the podcast, the thing about cars, the website is the thing about cars.com. Uh, we always welcome feedback and suggestions for the show. And if you care to be a guest, just drop us a line. We'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Really, again, Mickey, thank you so much for coming on. And Nick, hit him with it. Let's get that final question. Let's see if he's coming on again. <laughs> All right. The last question. Ranch or ketchup? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zinger. It's a zinger. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so before I answer the question, I'm going to say <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to join us on mic. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, but I'm going to say ranch. Yeah, he said no. Ranch, let's go. No. Yes, sir. This couldn't have gone any better. I'm so hyped. Oh my god, that's the way it is. Do you have a do you have a particular brand, Mick? This is huge too. Do you have a brand? You know, Hidden Valley is just the oh, Dude, this kid's a stud. He knows what he's doing. Oh, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Uh, I think we've had a good a good array, Nick, of all the people we've ever asked. I think it's gone almost like 50-50. We did a poll on this. It's one three, of our three. first shows. Is it's it? Three, yeah. three. And in our poll in one of the shows, Mick, we did this early on in our on our Instagram. We do polls every week. Yeah. And I think it was like a two vit uh two vote split. I think it was 50-50. Wow. Close to it. So we ask everybody, but I'm the ranch guy, Nick's the ketchup guy. Uh again, Mickey, a thing about cars. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your time today. Thanks, you guys. Glad you could join you, and I'll look forward to talking to you again. Sounds yeah. good. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. Take care. And oh, we're yeah. back. Oh my God, dude. And we're back. My name's Brad Hool. And um, we're back. Great interview. Thanks for coming on, Mickey. Really enjoyed talking to you. I uh, can't wait to talk to you again. That's actually pretty spot on, guys. Uh, Mickey, we'll you on the thanks show again, again for coming on the show, guys. Again, check out his podcast, The Things About Cars. Um, it's out there. And he's also got a second one, that nonprofit Snapcast. So look for that. Uh, Mickey, thanks again for coming on the show. It was an awesome interview. Appreciate your time. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, guys, he, you heard the man bring up the chicken eating the mouse and you know, Nick is beyond ridiculous with mice. He's got this weird mice obsession. I'm sure there's a word in the dictionary for it. Um, but Nick looked into the video, Nick, what'd you find? Yeah. So, uh, all three of us watched the video and it's freaking hilarious. It's so funny. (laughs) I love it. If you guys would like to watch and still haven't watched it yet, go to YouTube, search chicken steals mouse from cat. And the channel name is Viral Hog, and you can watch. It's hilarious. It just happens. Out of, it knew it was coming. It was so hilarious. <laughs> it was like weirdly funny, and I don't know why. The cat's just enjoying himself, and then bam, chicken just steals the show. It's like it's like you know, I'm doing this podcast, and Nick just out of nowhere just shows up. You know what I mean? So the chicken yeah, shows good... violence. I tell you that. Yeah, the chicken <laughs> shows violence. That is an absolute statement. No, that is accurate. Uh, but yeah, guys, check it out. Google it. Another Google It segment. We've been killing the Google It segments this season. Very proud of that. Uh, Nick, 
you already know the drill. We're a good way into the show. Hit me with that uh, fun fact. Yeah, so I have uh, a semi-Olympic-themed uh, fun fact for you guys today. Did you guys know it would take Usain Bolt 426.2 days to run to the moon if he ran continually as fast as he did for his record-breaking 100-meter sprint? It would take him how long? 426 days to run to the moon from Earth. I don't know how I feel about that. Matt, how do you feel about that? That's... What would it take the average person? Crazy. Like, I, that's like a million that. times I don't know how that? I feel about that. 426? It, it took me eight minutes to run the mile in high school. Well, think about this. Almost, he, ran, 10, so. he ran the 100 meters in 9.58 seconds. It would probably take you... 30 seconds because you'd fall down a couple times on the way. <laughs> and then I'd so it would take you in a pizza slice. So, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Good Lord. No, nah, that's that's an insane number. I, I hope, honestly, you know, we always preach that somebody needs to read and win trivia with our facts. I wish somebody would pull that number right out. Like, oh, I know how long exactly it takes Usain Bolt to run to the moon. That's wild. That's wild. Where'd you find that one, Nick? Um, I just Google searched it. That's freaking dope. That's freaking dope. I love Nick's fun fact, guys. He really, He's hit all spectrums of all fun facts. If you don't like it, then go elsewhere for your trivia information. Bam. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. you. I got you. Um, what are we doing after that? I don't, oh, Let's it's hear ad your ad. Oh, guys, I got a very exciting announcement to make. Full Circle is partnering with NOS Energy Drink. So what? it's pretty big deal. Um, it, I, I imagine you guys work jobs, right? Nick, you're not homeless, right? You work sometimes, Matt, you do a job, right? You do job. I do job. You do job. So if you want to get through your job and not be sluggish, get yourself an FC NOS today. That's the abbreviation. That's what we're calling it. FC NOS today, guys, we come with three new flavors, ranch, ketchup, and what the fuck? Those are the three flavors. Really exciting stuff. But it literally makes your guys, guys, it is scientifically proven with proprietary technology to make your day three times faster. Three times faster just due to the sheer amount of volume of caffeine in this drink. It is fascinating. Doctors say it can't kill you. It'll come close. But it's it's the new thing. FC NOS. We're partnering with NOS. Great company. Great energy drink. Get yours at your local spots today, guys. Cumberland Farms. Freaking Wawa. You know, with sheets, get 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 your full circle nos today. Get through your energy. Get get some energy. Get through your work day. You know, that's that's Guys, that's that. Go buy. I drank one today, and my teeth grew three centimeters each. Yeah, the, some of the side effects are amazing, guys. Like guaranteed to make your erection last an hour longer. So I, if you're a dude, if you're a girl, it's guaranteed to make you like three times less susceptible to sound so you can just ignore your man. It's an amazing it's an amazing drink. Uh, the proprietary technology in this is absolutely absurd, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, Matt, what's your experience? Have you? I know you dabbled with it in its test phase. What, what, what did you find? Well, I grew large ears in – Ten- tentacles. That sounds made up. Yeah, I don't know if I believe <laughs> I that, guys. I think it's a good drink, everybody. Like... You got to go to your local gas station to get it. Guys, full 99 cents or less. Facts. I'll give you, you a deal. Trust me. It's the best drink ever. Best drink ever. You heard it right out of IG Matt's mouth, guys. IG Matt approved. Go get it today. And speaking of Matt, guys, you know what it's time for. It's another moment with Matt. Matt, let's get on into it, bro. All right, everybody. Yes, haven't had a moment with Matt in a long time. Haven't Glad had to moment. have this one. Uh, this one is a little bit different than normal. It's just going to be a, a 
easy conversation, basically. Simple question for you guys, all right, to start this conversation, and then I'll get into it, and then we'll, you know, kind of just see where it goes from there. So in this segment, it's all about passion. No, sorry. Yeah, but really, passion no, no, and drive. No, no, do what? Time. I got you. Do it one more time. Say it again. It's all about passion. what? It's all about that passion. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it the way you did it. Hang on. It's all about that passion, guys. Don't do that again, bro. Passion, passion, passion. So, really, it's all about. I mean, I just like thinking about the podcast in itself. What, what, what gets your passion and like drive to want to do the podcast? Like, does do you get this kind of like mentality, so to speak, in which you focus and like lock up and just get in this kind of phase where you're able to just bring out your best work, so to speak? And I just wanted to see if you could bring it up on this po- about this podcast it could be about a hobby of yours it could be about work life uh so you're know, talking about in general what what yeah, makes passion. you drive like what, what gets what what drives you to be better okay. uh it, it, it's something that you, i mean I, I don't know about you fred but i know nick knows like i'm kind of like a youtube guy where i do watch a lot of youtube videos um just like throughout the day when i'm bored like that's what i do i either go on youtube or reddit and i did read I, I watched like uh like a TED talk uh, and uh, listen, I guess, basically, I mean, it's YouTube, so you can watch it too as while I'm working. And they just kind of talked about passion and drive. uh, What gets you, what keeps you going in the morning? What gets you to want to wake up for work and enjoy what you're doing? Or for the example, like I said, this podcast, what gets you going to, um, you know, get this pot, like wanting to uh, get, get ready for tonight's episode, so to speak, and get, deliver your best, episode you know get better each episode we're already in episode what 57 yeah we're I think, moving right total. Along. so it's like yeah so it's like what strives you to find the best content that you can and deliver it in the way you can so i just want to see what you guys could speak to that oh yeah no definitely i'll uh i'll let nick go first all right so Oh, I guess Nick doesn't want to talk. Um, no, I, I'll open it up. Uh, I mean, oh shit, I know I was I was talking. All right, no, I can start it up. I- all right, so, uh, so oh, you muted me again. You're the one muted me. I was like, what? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Nick. For real, I'm sorry. So I'll talk about this podcast. Um, <laughs> so as as you you think you guys know, I there's this podcast I love listening to called the Dan Levitar Show, and I listen to it all the time and. It is uh sometimes I listen to it when I'm like a little down or it helps me get through like a boring work day or something. So one thing like when I when I think about wanting to do a podcast like I want to do something that like someone's going to listen to and I'll help them help them get get through their day at work a little quicker, help them get through their commute better, entertain them, you know. I don't know, maybe maybe make them laugh, you know. You know, and even just preparing for the podcast, I love learning new things. I love looking up these fun facts because I think it, it's a thing I do regularly, and I just want to share them with other people. I, I like sharing, like you know, like you because I just randomly thought, how long would it take Usain Bolt to run to the moon? And I looked it up, and I just thought other people should know. And yeah, that's, that's it for me. Nick, you know what else helps people get through their day? Full circle, Dawes, guys. Go to your local gas station, get a drink, and get get through your day. No, I mean, Matt. That's an, honestly, it's a fascinating question. Um, in regards to the podcast, I mean, I've said it before. I said it again. I mean, me and Nick were, were talking about this idea for probably over a year now. I mean, we were talking about it last summer. 
COVID came around, we really, it was kind of like Nick said, I mean, COVID came around, there was nothing, right? Sports were kind of, they were on, but they didn't have like fan base. A lot of things were, you know, no concerts, no this, no that, no events. You can't be around other people. So that kind of pushed the direction. But I mean, I'm in the same boat as Nick. I mean, we, we, I am fascinated to learn about other things. The sad part is I don't even need it to be factual. I just enjoy the back and forth and people's perspective, whether it's right or wrong or educated or uneducated. I enjoy experience um, and networking. And this show has gone so far beyond what I imagined it would even remotely be. I mean, me and Nick goof around, Matt, you've been involved in this. I never planned on that being the case. I felt like that's helped us grow as friends. I mean, it's, it's a, fin- a fascinating topic. And, you know, we had the interview today with Mickey. I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I hadn't had a chance to listen too much of his show. I knew he had a whole panel on there. Um, I like cars more than Nick, so I didn't know where that was going to go. And it turned out to be an amazing opportunity with a guy who's had amazing success in crazy avenues. And it's been like that with most of our guests. We had um, full, uh, not full circle, Jesus. Uh, we had say what you will band. Um, I love music, and that gave me an, a look into an industry and a passion that I've never act, had the opportunity to really get into. I mean, I've asked some of my friends who've done music, but never the band perspective. Everything can help you grow. Anything can help you grow, whether it's right or wrong. It just helps you build your own perspective and your own thoughts. And that's what this show really does for me. I watch these internet stories. I have it makes me have more conversations with my friends and family about ideas that wouldn't normally be talked about. I mean, I don't know how many shows you listen to or how many outlets you have where they, we talk about streaming services or crazy TikToks or just you know old um, viral videos. So I, I'm with Nick. I think it gives people something else to listen to, but it's it's just as fun making it as I hope. I, as long as, like we said before, one person enjoys listening to this, we've done our jobs. And even if it's me, I don't care. We talk about mental health and stuff on the show we have in the past. Sometimes I need it to get through my day and I enjoy listening to you too. You and Nick going at it or your guys' perspective that's different than mine. So that's my passion. That's my drive. That's what keeps me going with this show. And um, until that stops, I, I don't really have a plan to stop doing it. So. Oh, that's no, I, Oh, I'm a little loud there. Uh, do I, uh, I do appreciate you guys' view on that. Um, well, mostly, uh, I guess my next question is, it's almost like an interview almost here. Well, what about you? I'm about that. We've never what been about here. Well, so for me, um, for the podcast, yeah, I know how you guys laugh and it almost seems like I don't really prepare. And sometimes I don't. And, and sometimes that does, it's beneficial, but obviously it does have its cons. Uh, but in terms of the podcast, I do... When I like when I know it's Wednesday, I do look at the outline throughout the day. I make sure I read up on stuff, and I and it's all about learning too for me. Uh, when I first wanted to get involved with this, and when I texted you, Fred, and said I want to be involved, initially it was just to be behind the, uh, not to be a co-host or you know be on the show. Uh, it was mostly just to be the media guy and just to be able to help promote. And it honestly got me out of this comfort zone and it started changing like my mentality on um, speaking and being able to talk to you, to other people and knowing that other people are going to listen to it. And it just kind of like helped me with that. And it it put me in this mindset that like, I really want to uh, put out the best that I can just to kind of show people who don't know me, know who I am uh, and how I think and, and what I have to say and what I can bring to something like this, a project. Uh, even if it's not something professional, it's just like, you know, f- your friends in North Carolina or people you know in North Carolina or people from Connecticut that may not know me. But uh, just based off, w- just kind of show my character and, and, and how I am. 
and that that passion for that uh, to to do better uh, makes me it makes me feel better. You know, being a part of it and being happy, satisfied after an episode, I think that you know it it does more for me uh, as an accomplishment, uh, and it adds on to something that I could say that I've done this. I've been a part of a podcast, and we're growing, and we're friends, and we're able to. Uh, bring up topics that we want to and kind of shift it the way we are um, now on episode 50 like I said season two episode seven or 57th episode and we you know still going we're not running out of ideas so you know being able to just continue like that uh, I think it's I think it's great I, I think it just brings forward too, Matt I mean I'm like I said I'm glad you brought it up but it's it's a unique platform we're a small town we you know we went to school with only you know our school size was half of that of most high schools um, if you talk to people around the country and it's just fascinating to me that, uh, you know, that we can do this. And we even, like I said, even have, even if it's one listener, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. And it's just a unique perspective. And, uh, you know, I, I like doing the interviews. I like having on different co-hosts. I mean, you guys know that and Nick and Matt, actually a little spoiler, alert, I think are going to be gone. Is it next week, boys? Uh, yes, we will not be on next episode. We will so, both be on vacation. I actually have my friends Nikki and Kelsey coming on. We've had Nikki before on this show. And the, the network, I'm about networking. I like meeting people. I like seeing what they can bring to the table. Everybody's perspective different is different. And what this show should show, and I hope the message it truly carries, is that be open to those around you. Be open to the activities around you. And just embrace life. Because that's, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, everybody has something to offer. You just have to squeeze it out of them. You have to give them that opportunity to give it to you and be susceptible to that. And I think it's a fascinating avenue. I mean... If I could have a talk show on TV, I would. It'd be trash, but I, I would love that opportunity just to be able to talk no, to people. No, so. you wouldn't want it on TV. You want it on a streaming service, TV. Oh, TV yeah, yeah, it's trash. So <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be Fred Talk with Fred, Fred on talk, Netflix. Yeah. There you Netflix, go. When you, we got, Fred, we got um, Netflix listeners on here, Netflix execs. Give me the show, dog. Give me the show. Let me bring these boys on. Let's do it. Well, Nick, you can go. <laughs> I know you had your hand up before. I just wanted to say uh, you were talking about how you, you this has made you like like open more, like talk to people more, like be more extroverted. I have to say the same thing. I've noticed the same thing with me as well. Like I was like tended to be the more introverted as Fred. No, I remember in high school, Fred always yelled at me. Why don't you just go talk to people? Cause Fred's the most extroverted person I've ever met in my life. It's <laughs> fair. And I'm doing this has got me more extroverted. Like it, it might not seem big to other people but to me. Like me and Matt, we go play basketball a couple times a week down in the park and I have been like talking to people that play there like a lot. I used to not do that, like becoming friends with them. And I think that's, it's helped me grow in that, re- that regard as well. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. 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 And then that's, that's what the basis of um, like what I wanted to talk about uh, just like kind of turning it back to the, the initial like question, so to speak. It's like, uh, did the, did you like passion or drive going back not just for the podcast, but like for anything, uh, did it start like when you were younger? Like what were your guys's, uh, thing for that? Like, for example, for me, um, my passion was always like sports and stuff. So what I did was I, wa- I was able to engage myself in the culture of sports, whether it would be, it would be a basketball, baseball, football, like all of them, honestly, as a kid, and I would play these things and I would want to try to get better each and every day at them and be the best I can. So I always had that kind of uh, mentality of just getting better at one thing. I eventually chose basketball and I started, you know, watching what basically like watching video, watching tape, uh, trying to become 
you know, kind of be- as best as I possibly can be, uh, knowing that I wasn't really that tall. You know, I was able to just like kind of gauge, um, like for like a guard, how do I play? How do I do this? And, you know, I, it was something that I became big into. And then now that I'm older, I, I mean, it's, you know, I was never anything. I didn't go obviously to college or pro, obviously, but like, you know, at the time, you know, it's something that pushes you farther and farther. And, um, yeah, I mean, Fred, that's what well, I was mostly trying to get at. No, I mean, I, I really appreciate you asking this because this is something, I mean, we should have dedicated a whole show, uh, I would say a whole segment or show to this. Um, and it might run the show long today, guys, but I hope you appreciate it. I mean, this is kind of a corny thing, Matt, and I, it probably goes without saying, but I think it should be brought up. Like, I wasn't the most popular kid growing up. I really, I really wasn't. I might really? be loud and obnoxious, like Nick says, and whatever. But I had a core group of friends. I didn't, you know what I mean. I, I didn't have any older siblings that kind of put me in with a different crowd, or like, I just didn't have that. I mean, my I got along with my little brother and his group, but they were younger than me, so it was a different, different energy. But what this my my passion with my parents opening the bars and my parents being very open on how they raised us was exactly what I've we've tried to promote through the show that anybody you could interview anybody anybody can teach you something anybody can can help you grow and between you two and the guests we've had that's exactly what this does and I'm just fascinated that my lifestyle has turned into a little side project that I do with my boys and it like it's something that we can that like it grows you as a human being. Like, like you, you mentioned it a little bit guys, but like I've always, you know, my, the parents had my, my parents had the bar when I was 10, you, you know, I helped them work. There's 300 people, you know, talked into a certain space and you had to talk to them and you had to learn where they were from and customer service. And that customer service turned into a personality of being open and talking to people and to be able to bring that into a new light or put that across a platform. I mean, I, I don't mean it conceited by any means, but I had a few people, Nick, that were like, you know, you should do podcasts. You should, you should do something like that. And I was like, do, do people really want to hear what I have to say? But it, I do thrive on trying to be funny and trying to open people's perspectives. And this platform has given me the opportunity to do that. And it speaks balance to me. I mean, you guys never appreciate how much it really does for me. And even you guys as listeners, I, I can't even begin to thank you for the time that you dedicate. I mean, the amount of people that I've come so much closer to because of this project and the, and the views and perspectives that it's brought to my light, I will never be thankful enough. Uh, I, 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 there's not much more to be said there, but that's the passion. I mean, I, I had to be social at a younger age. I didn't have a crazy friend group. I wasn't the most popular kid. So I had to overcome a lot of things to get to where I'm at with that. And it just, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And I'm glad that you guys can kind of experience that with me. And that means the most, you know? Yeah, no, well that's said, Fred. Right, right. Maybe, Anything maybe. else from you, Nick? That you, in terms of like your passion, maybe if it started at a younger age, if it, is there something, some I'm, certain moment that you're like, when you got fixated on something you liked and that you tried to achieve it and what that process was to achieve it? I mean, I've just always, like, like you said, I've always, like you, like, like you, I've always loved playing sports. And any sport. I don't even care what sport it is. I don't care if I've ever played. I like playing a sport and I like getting good at it. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I just want to be good at it. I don't know why. I just find it so like rewarding to be like, I, I can do this thing and I just like either trying to get better and better at it. And that's what I, even with anything in life, like even like video games, like I like trying to I like trying to be the best I can at like pretty much everything I can be at. Like I know obviously you can't and that will never happen. You'll never be good at everything, but I just kind of like trying. I like trying everything in life and trying to be good at it. That's that's just what I like doing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, and that's that's kind of what I was th- where I was shifting towards because 
I mean, you can always have passion and drive for something and you find what you, you eventually figure out what it is and you want to maximize it. But there's not always everything that you're going to maximize. You might be subpar or decent at something, but still want to do it, even though, you know, I mean, I mean basically trying to figure out the process to do you want like, do you want to try to change your ways to try to become better or are you ha- are you happy with you know being just like decent at something and able to still participate in it but you know you know that there's always going to be people that are just a step higher and be okay with that and it doesn't have to be like the the most important aspect of your life whether it's like you know like a career but like you said like video games or uh, a hobby any other kind of hobby yeah you're, you're definitely right on that like you it's everyone usually like has something that they like hone in on and they're like, oh, I'm going to be the best at that. And I think, well, I don't think everyone does that, but that's, that's the way to go at it. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Fred, are you like that? You like to dabble in, in like all these different things and figure out what you're like the best at, or are you someone that, I mean, I, I mean obviously you have to experience something to, to f- kind of feel, feel where you are in the world compared to other people. Um, not necessarily comparing yourself, but also, but just trying to, um, well, I mean, to kind of build off it's, of that, Matt, I mean, yeah, it goes, and I kind of see where you're going with it. it, it it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I, I'm with Nick. I want to try everything. I want to be experienced with it. My prop, my my limit ends there. I want to be able to say I tried everything. I want to be able to say, like, I know my limitations. I'm not an athletic human being, okay? Right. That takes, that, but I've never not played basketball or football with you guys. Like, I enjoy what it brings to the I table. I don't need Fred. to be the uh, best at everything. I'm always going to give Fred, my but, best because yeah, that's, I, I, I that's, think, uh, you know I think what I know mean? what Fred's Oh, his mic is completely cut out. But I definitely know what Fred's saying. Fred's so, saying, like, he just wants to do everything. He doesn't care if he's good. He doesn't care if he's bad. He just wants to try everything out there. Not even with sports. He wants to do everything. Fred just wants to have – I think Fred just I wants was. to have a good time. And I'm the same way with that. There are certain things that I want to be really yeah, good at. But I just like having having a good time yeah. with good people. Right. Like doing this podcast with you guys. I like doing this. I definitely want to get better at doing this. But I, I just like doing me? it. Yeah, we can hear you. I yeah, no, had, I do agree. I do. I just agree. had power go out, so I know that I just last like two minutes. Wasn't <laughs> I can't recording. hear Fred. Yeah, I don't know. No, Fred, uh, Nick was just finishing a, a little bit, kind of what what you were getting at, um, where you just like want to try things. Uh, but um, I just was hoping that to, to bring up like a conversation like this. I know we're going a little long, so we can kind of wrap it up here. I'm sorry. But uh, just trying to figure out like what drives people, like uh, like mentality. Um, I know you guys kind of talked about like where things are going. Um, but I mean, Fred, if you can like just trying to figure out like what like the process in your mind is, is it something that like kind of clicks in what you get focused on or is it you just kind of just roll with it and think of it and, you know, like you can reach your stuff, but like, do you actually like just like sit down and kind of just you know, be like, I want this to be, to be like this, like our outline in, for example, in, it to just go exactly like that or you just be like all right whatever happens happens well i'll tell you man i mean it's honestly it's a loaded question because like when it comes to things like this show the outline is exactly what it is it's an outline now we can flip with that we can change it and i kind of like that dynamic i wanted that to be a part of the show when we created it um because i like that i like the spontaneity of it i like the randomness of it i don't like everything being planned because it doesn't leave a lot of room for creativity um, or really like genuineness, if that makes sense. Right. If you, if Nick's laughing his butt off or if something can, it's because of the, like the, 
genuine reaction. It's not pre-taped. It's not a couple runs and this is how we're going to do it. So in regards to that with the show, that's how I feel about it. And I kind of put that towards life. I'm going to give everything my all. I'm going to put my effort into everything, but you can't, I'm not much of a planner. And that's just the way it is for me. I'm going to have a general idea of where I want things to go and what, how much I want to put into something and what I want to put my attention to. But I kind of like the surprise and the, and, and the appreciation that comes with whatever limit it may be. When I play Call of Duty, I'm garbage, but I enjoy it and I play better with certain people. I play better in certain game modes. Like I learn, like learning more about the game and how, how I am as a person in that process. And that's what I enjoy the most. It doesn't have to be a limit or a cap or anything like that. I don't have to be the best at it. I just want to be able to put my foot in the door and maybe bring a new spin on it or get other people to find their passion. I'm, I'm weird with that. Like I like the medium, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So no, yeah, that's I mean, good. Those yeah, are that's, that's pretty much the whole conversation i mean we like you said we could talk about this for a long time if we really wanted to but uh ba- that was just like the basis because um like i said i was listening to a ted talk uh or, or watching it basically on youtube and they were just talking about like what what drives you to do well like for example in your career or um or like for example in a podcast like what i was just thinking about things in my life that i do that I really want to focus on and have this kind of mentality where I just want it to be the best it can be and feel successful at it. So with the podcast for me, with my career, with the podcast, um, uh, with, um, I guess like a sport type, the sports I still continue to play, even though I'm getting older, it's just like, I want to still continue to be the best I can be with what I have. Um, in everything else I can, you know, I'm okay with being a part of, but, it's not something I need to strive for. You know, I will, I'll participate in things, but I, the things that are core to me. Yeah. Well, it's finding that self value. And I, right. I think the one thing that this is like, a, like, a, like I said, I had a few people kind of push an idea on me or something similar to this. And I finally pulled the trigger on it. And those people will never fully understand how much that meant to me because it did create an avenue that is absolutely insane. Like I just never thought this would be what it is. We have over 2,100 listens across all of our episodes. That's, insane to me i mean it might it's not a, the 10 million that a music video will get on youtube tomorrow but that's never what i intended it to be to begin with so i i, I appreciate everything that goes on in my life it seems sometimes it might seem like it's unrecognized but from the listeners of this you guys co-hosting it with me and some of these platforms and interviewers that we've or interviewees that we've had on here and the people who've helped us my cousin kevin with kh industries um helping us get to this this point with the software every and, and hannah with the designs and all and the suggestions and the platforms these people have no idea what their contributions mean to me and i just think it's a neat avenue i appreciate you asking the question for sake of time, Matt, I do love you, but I'm going to go ahead and move to songs of the week. Uh, we did yep. have connection issues, so we lost Nick. His song of the week, guys, <laughs> is Faucet Failure by Ski Mask, the Slump God. It's a great song. It's weird, but it's totally Nick's vibe. So check it out again. Faucet Failure by Ski Mask, the Slump, Slump God. Matt, what do you got this week? I've got uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. That's a banger. Um, and then I have Sanctuary right, by Joji. Guys, I've been really on this Joji right trend my lately. Song, Check guys, him out. And I actually have my girlfriend Cassidy. What's your song? By Ski Mask, the Slump God. Bad Child. By who? Oh, by Tones and I. Oh, she's been on a Tones and I trend. So Bad Child by Tones and I coming in. Celebrity cast song of the week. Uh, guys, check it out. But again, I know it's been a little lengthy. Appreciate you guys always taking the time for us here at Full Circle. I'm going to play the outro, get out of here. Um, but get involved with the uh, polls this week at Full.Circle Podcast. Damn, and Fred it's been me and Matt because Nick's garbage. <laughs> oh, my. 
This is funny. Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Be sure to check out our sponsors and follow us on Instagram at full.circlepodcast for polls and updates. Jeez. Like, what would you rather kill or uh, capture, a mouse or a cricket? And why? So, if I had to choose, it depends which one was bothering more. And most likely a cricket would be bothering more because it'd be making little cricket noises and I'd be trying to record podcasts and be making the cricket noises. So I'd probably go out there and catch it. And then aren't crickets lucky? I'm pretty sure in like Chinese what culture you can little, have a lucky yeah, cricket. Just, what, what about his little cricket family? What are you going to tell him? Fred, in the insect world, you know, families are broken all the time. Little ants get accidentally stomped on. Little ant eaters eat ants. I don't know. Mice eat ants. Little chicken little, eat mice. Little beetles blow up. I don't know, dude. You know? Chicken eat mice. Yeah, no. So in the ant world, the insect world, the cr- cricket will be fine. Cricket son, cricket daughter, cricket mom, cricket wife, whatever.